and welcome to this week's episode of Ear Buddies. I am Ian Meyer, joined, per usual, by the purveyor of jugs himself, Scott El Guchador Kraus. What is up, Scott, over there? What's up, man? Schwamp, wamp. How are you doing today? Doing great. Sleepy? Uh, I slept pretty well, actually. All right. And good I man. just had some tea, so. Yeah. Kind of buzzing. You in good health? You doing okay? Uh... For the most part, yeah. Yeah, I, for the most part. Yeah, I burnt my hand last night. You did? Yeah. That did happen to you. Yeah, and on some, uh, well, on some do you, chili. Do you, oh, okay. I'll, I'll say it. I was going to ask if you wanted to tell the true story or if you wanted to make it sound cool and lie. Well, the true story is that uh, a baby was uh, trying to get some chili and the mother was uh, going inside and the, the baby um, climbed up onto the crock pot, so... I swiped him, and then the ladle uh, flung chili at my hand. That's the true story. The baby was in the process of falling into the chili, correct? Yeah. And you saved that baby from chili. He was doing the classic, uh, whoa, 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 <laughs> waving his arms. Saved a baby from a burning chili. No, the, the actual story is that I, I was helping myself to some chili, and the uh, lid slid off the table, and I tried to catch it, and then um, flung the chili into, onto my hand, and then... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how severe these burns are, but and then several of our friends laughed at you because they didn't know the severity of the yeah. situation. Yeah, they laughed at me until they saw chili all over my hand from this like <laughs> boiling crock pot. I walked into the house. We were at a uh, a chili cookoff. Friend of the podcast, Dan Mitchell, uh, had a had an event at his place. I walk into the house. You're just holding your hand under water, staring at the door as I'm walking in, inadvertently staring at me. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) I was told to do that, and then it just felt like I made it awkward because I was just like, I did not look natural there. I was just like... I mean, there is no way to look natural just holding your hand under water. Yeah, yeah. But the important thing is, we got you gauzed up, we got you loaded up on Aquaphor. Yeah. You're doing okay. Yeah, hopefully I heal. We'll see. Yeah. Aside from uh, your hand getting all fucked up, you and I went to a show this week. We did, yeah. We went and saw uh, Delane and Amorphous. Uh, Nevian opened as well. They were the guys that opened for Amon Marth when I saw them. And Anneke van Giersbergen oh, came yeah. on after them. She was great. Um, we should preface this. You got these tickets completely for free. Yes. So I don't. I didn't know anything about any of those bands. I didn't either. I feel like I had. I think I'd come across Amorphous at some point, just in a in a weird Spotify rabbit hole. But these were the tickets that I got for free after the Amon Marth concert. They're just like handing them out by the stack. Yeah, they were. I got seven of them for free, and I just used them on us two. And the show was not at full capacity. <laughs> No, it wasn't. But a lot of people were singing along, which makes me think yeah. that they they were... Uh, Some people there were really pumped. They actually bought the tickets. But um, there were also people online trying to sell their tickets. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So, some some skeezies. Man. Uh, yeah, Navayan is a Sacramento local Sacramento metal band. Anneke van Giersbergen is... I believe she was Dutch. Dutch, yeah. Danish, Dutch. Pretty sure she's Dutch. Amorphous is Finnish. Mm-hmm. and Delane is Dutch. Yeah. I tell you what, it was. I think it was better than we both expected. Yeah, I wasn't expecting anything at all. I wasn't either. I, I thought that we were just going to get in there, check out a few songs, and then 
maybe dip because they were free and it was a it was a school night. Yeah. But that might have been one of the best concert experiences I've had. <laughs> I think you're telling me that. Yeah, I think because the attendance was relatively low, so we were able to get pretty close to the stage very comfortably. It wasn't awkwardly low though. It was like it was filled. Yeah, but like you could move around. It wasn't like yeah. packed. Yeah, I'm not trying to say that that these guys don't draw a crowd. They're very popular according to the internet. Just maybe not in this local area quite as much. It was I I thought I mean it wasn't like to capacity, but it was mm. pretty full. Like you're making it sound like it was I'm making it sound like it's it was worse. Yeah, it was pretty it was worse I've been to was. I've been to lower yeah, lower attended shows at the I same think venue. Just it was so comfortable to move around. Yeah. And stuff. And I was take I got a, a decent amount of video and pictures, I think because I was kind of like, oh, just as opposed to trying to focus on watching and maintaining the experience. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It was uh it wasn't super like rowdy. You almost we both almost got kicked in the face by some crowd surfers. Yeah, I almost got kicked in the head a couple times cuz yeah. they kept kick, they kept picking up people and moving them to the stage and then the bouncer were like like double-handed like That's right. move them. He's he got up on I don't know what he stood up on. Some fence or something and then the just stage. fully like grabbed these people out of the air and pulled them down to the front. Just from like one after another because there's like three of them in a row and I feel like all of them almost hit my head. It's like they were handing them to this guy instead of him jumping in to intervene. Yeah. So there they were some people headbanging pretty aggressively. There's a guy in front of me that was doing like the full the full body headbang where <laughs> yes. he was like banging his whole upper half of his body and it was like right in front of me kind of centered in front of me so uh, he was kind of bumping his butt cheeks up to my crotch. It was kind of unpleasant and, and strange. Um, I was trying to move aside, but... He was grinding on you. He was kind of grinding on me in, an, uh, in a weird way. And uh, and then there was a lot of moshing going on, too. Yeah, a decent amount of moshing. I was surprised. One other thing, the singer had a gun holster. Yes. He had a, a gun holster. And I turned to you at the beginning of the show, and I was just like, is that... What is that on the side here? I, like, pointed... And you looked at me just like, I think that's a fucking gun. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's verbatim what I said to you. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, I just got like really nervous. I was The whole show I was thinking about, okay, well, there's this huge dumb guy in front of me I can just hide behind if if shit really goes down. I was thinking about just like, I don't know how things go are are, like what things are like in Finland or whatever, but in America... Don't bring a gun holster yeah. on stage. <laughs> People die, especially at these shows. days. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he had his um, monitor. Control it was his in-ear yeah. monitor. Yeah, his his like wireless. I could uh, see him receiver. thinking like, "Oh, this is badass," or "This is really functional." Yeah, I thought it was like I thought I saw a gun handle, like maybe it was a prop or something. I'm like, "Oh, that's weird," but whatever. And you were like, oh, "I'm a little uncomfortable." <laughs> yeah, well, and you know, they're notably there's a lot of very close-minded uh racists up there so Mm. you know you never know we learned about that on a previous episode like am i gonna be part of some weird murder suicide thing or you know just like stage suicide but uh and they they weren't like that at all i I, I didn't get any vibes like that from them but i didn't either the singer was like so they they would just like shred and he had this really guttural voice Mm -hmm. and then he would just like very calmly introduce the next song (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and it, it, there was one point he was just like, "This last song is called the House 
of sleep. And you turned, you, you turned to me and you said, all their song names suck. <laughs> <laughs> all their song names were terrible. Like, yeah. like first draft song names for yeah. metal songs. It was like House of Sleep, Silver Bride, Course of Fate. I'm just, I'm just looking at different songs here. Let's see. My Enemy, Soothsayer. I don't know. There might be like a different type of English class up there where they uh, they kind of teach you all the words you need to know to make metal songs. God, I hope so. I mean, it's their second language, right? So uh-huh. it's interesting that they name all their songs that. Yeah. I like how we're just ragging on these guys, even though we just said the show was pretty good. It was fun. <laughs> it was fun. fun. Yeah. I it mean, was... I, I personally, I'm not going to listen to any of them afterward. I did like, um, forgot her name. The, the, oh, uh, Anarchy. An- An- Anarchy. Yeah, yeah. She did a lot of I think covers. I'm that right. Uh, but her voice was um, was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. She did. She covered "Wish You Were Here." She covered uh, Kate Bush song. I really liked. She covered "Audio Slave" like a stone. Right? Yeah, yeah. She did. Yeah, she covered what Dolly Parton. Megadeth. Yeah, Dolly Parton was good. Yeah, she did was, Megadeth too. She uh, did Megadeth. I think it was yeah, it was Megadeth. Oh no, it was Iron Maiden. Or she Iron, did Maiden. Iron Maiden. Oh song. yeah, yeah, yeah. That okay. was that might have been the coolest one. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, she kind of messed up the the solo at the beginning, and <laughs> she's she's like, I fucking suck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she got it later on though. No, it was yeah, good. it was. But she, uh, she was hard on herself. It was I good. think both of our expectations were so low that we ended up having a pretty good time, and yeah. I think that's kind of what made it one of the best concerts. Like, I wasn't super distracted by the audience. I wasn't worried about being distracted. I wasn't worried about like really wanting to remember and pay attention to it yeah and since we had no obligation to be there it kind of Mm -hmm. it was kind of like a nice so i feel like i needed a night like that just kind of i don't know just a nice free no there's no stakes in any direction Mm -hmm. like i wasn't hyped about it It just was like a nice surprise you and i went across the street and got pizza after well you got some pizza and i kind of just chilled out for a bit afterward Mm -hmm. and the guitar player from amorphous who i thought looked like boromir from lord of the rings yeah. Uh, Sean Bean was just sitting there eating pizza with Anarchy. They were just eating dinner, yeah, no and one, stuff. And no I'm one like, was bothering them at all. I'm like, damn, I kind of wish I was into these bands or like knew more about these bands because, like, a fan would have gotten like fucking pumped. Yeah, I would have been juiced. <laughs> uh, and then when we were leaving, the singer from Amorphous was out like signing a bunch of posters and shit for a couple people. Kick ass. It was interesting. Yeah, kick ass. So anyway. Yeah, that's pretty much it, right? That's basically the update. Poured some chili and went to a pretty decent show. Shall shall we uh, try some snacks? Yeah, you brought some snacks to try today. Uh, I was in Walmart the other day, and it's snack time. I was in Walmart the other day, and I've heard about these for years. Uh huh. Um, but I finally saw them on the shelf. Um, wrap snacks. Wrap snacks, huh? Yeah. So I have here. Uh, you, you familiar with the the group Migos? I think so. It's like drop top, bop bop. Now you've lost me. Anyway, I don't know that. <laughs> uh, so they, their big hit was Bad and Bougie. Oh, and, and one of them was married to Cardi B or is married to Cardi B. But mm. this is their snack. It's uh, sour cream with a dab of ranch. Ha <laughs> ha. But is there a guy dabbing on the cover? I hope there's not a guy dabbing on the cover. There isn't. I actually really Good. like the, the the packaging. They have like, it looks like GTA versions <laughs> of themselves. Yeah, it does. Wrap snacks. Flavored potato chips. You want to open this up there for us? 
Yeah, so I was I was thinking I should have brought some like Lay's, like sour cream and ranch Lay's or something as a comparison. I can always depend on you to bring these weird ass snacks. <laughs> these are actually music related though. Yeah, they are. Here, you can take the Rap first snacks. All right, let's you can try. take the first dab. Trying a first dab of Migos Rap Snacks. Am I gonna crunch this into the microphone or do I? Do you think I should do it away? Uh, it's up to you. We'll have a crunch warning. All right. Some people might like this. Some people. Will definitely yeah. not like it though. Hmm. Actually, they're kind of fucking good. Here I go. I'm going in. Hmm. There's a weird. There's a weird like. Uh, what's the flavor on those again? You said. Was it sour cream with a dab of ranch? I can definitely taste the sour cream. I don't think I've gotten that that much like creamy flavor out of a chip before. These are really good. Yeah, that's the most sour creamy sour cream flavor I've ever had. It's like the most authentic sour cream in a chip. They're weirdly sweet, though. Yeah. A little sweetness to them. They're not bad. These are good. These are great, yeah. All right. They're very dusty. (laughs) Well, yeah, they're potato chips. Yeah, but like more. More than usual. I didn't think they were too bad. Uh, Let's let's argue about it. I mean, it, it doesn't really matter. It's not that. No, it doesn't. But, all right, all right, everybody, check you, out check out rap snacks. What would you rate them? I would rate them a thumbs up out of uh, thumbs up and thumbs down. I give them five out of six dabs. Five out of six dabs. Mm-hmm. Out of six. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's my scale. You you do thumbs. Uh, whatever you want. I'll, yeah. Okay. Five out of six dabs. I'm with you. All right. Yeah. I Good give stuff. them um, six out of seven whale dicks. <laughs> okay so if you average all that together i'd say it's a recommend yeah six out of seven whale dicks bonking scuba divers bonking scuba divers bonking scuba divers <laughs> sounds sounds dangerous i always forget what episode that is go back in the episode log y'all can hear that one yeah go ahead and listen to all of our episodes and try to find that one well i think most of our listeners will be near a walmart so um <laughs> check it out that's where i got my that's where i got these Good. Or you can go to, or, oh, they have an Instagram. Official Rap Snacks or Rap Snacks Marketing at gmail.com. I think we've said enough about these. <laughs> Scott, you know what we're doing today? I have, a, I have a little bit of an idea. A little bit of an idea. We are kind of returning to form, the original form that we thought this show is going to be built off of. We're uh, much like the first unlistenable episode of Ear Buddies. We're going to be uh, talking about two albums today. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of ridiculous to me that we thought that we can sus- could sustain that every week. Two two ep- uh, two albums every week. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Goddamn. We can barely do one album every two weeks now. Mm-hmm. I'm just a couple busy little bitches. Yeah. First album we're talking about today is the latest album from Wilco entitled Ode to Joy. Mm-hmm. That's it. This was drop, dropped on October 4th of this year, and it's under DP, DBPM Records, like Decibel PM Records Incorporated. I believe uh, that's just the Wilco label that's just their label i I think uh warm jeff tweedy's last uh, solo album came out on that too awesome 
Yeah. I think it's a subsidiary of some other bigger, bigger label. Gotcha. Yeah. So let's just jump right in. So I'm sure we've talked about Wilco at length on the Jeff Tweedy episode. So we have a lot of background information on these guys. So we can just jump right in. What what do you think of this album? Give me some of your thoughts. Um, so as I mentioned in the that episode, I've been kind of lukewarm on Wilco since Sky Blue Sky, mm-hmm. uh, which was over 10 years ago now, I think. Maybe about 10 years yeah. ago. Yeah. I feel like that they, they haven't excited me since that album. Mm-hmm. And uh, this album kind of takes that to a whole new level in, in a way <laughs> where it's very subtle. It's very low energy. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people kind of echoing the sentiment out there. I, it's a bit boring. It is boring. It's a bit boring. This is a boring album. Um, But I feel like it had the potential. It was like almost there for me. Yeah. Because so... From my understanding of this album, from what I've heard about it, it was kind of Jeff Tweedy and Mr. Kochi himself, uh, the the Glenn Glenn Koch, Glenn Koch, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Oh yeah, how did we decide, Kochi? We'll say Kochi. Kochi. That's that because that's definitely not it, but we'll say Kochi. Um, he they wrote it together, and then the other members kind of filtered in and made their contributions separately. Gotcha. <clears throat> It does feel a bit like a Tweety solo. I think the Tweety solo is a lot more exciting. Uh, Warm was a lot more exciting. Mm. And Kochi's uh, drums were a lot more subdued than they usually are. It feels yeah, very subtle. And he's he's an incredible drummer. He's, he's capable of doing some huge, bombastic, ridiculous stuff. For sure. He's one of the best drummers out there, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, couldn't tell from this album. I mean, it's very... <laughs> yeah. Not, not the first example you want to pull out when talking about his drumming. <laughs> at the same time, the restraint is pretty admir- admirable. It's like, yeah, it's like Keith Moon doesn't do stuff like this. You know, it's mm. just like he's he's got a lot of range. But for me, I'm saying call up Jim O'Rourke uh, and get another Loose Fur album. If that's so, Loose Fur was Kochi, Koch, uh, Tweedy, and Jim O'Rourke. Mm-hmm. And that was the the first Lucifer album is one of my favorite albums ever, and I just feel like it was it was about the same energy level, but the songwriting was so much better back then. <laughs> uh, this was around the time of Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, right? And the the songwriting on this album, like the sound, is very pleasant, right? It's like it's, yeah, it's pleasant to listen to, but the choruses and the the verses and just everything about it just feels a little bit like it's like almost there. It's like, okay, there's nothing, it, there's no subtleties here that really grab me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing really exciting for most of the album. I'll, I'll leave it at that for now, but why don't you go ahead and tell I me. I mean, I'm on the same page as you about it. It's, it's an album that even as I'm listening to it, it's kind of in my peripheral. <laughs> It's hard for me to to find the desire to put it on. Yeah, it's just it's not bad in any sense. It's just not great. It's just a weird assortment of songs that I feel like maybe maybe it's maybe they had these shelved for a long time and pulled them out. Like, is this all new? Do you know? I have no clue. Um, because they all feel kind of like you said. It just almost 
gets there and then definitely falls short. Yeah. And none of it's bad. It just feels incomplete. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, um, it just seems to kind of trail on. Yeah. And it's not a long album by any no. means. It's 42 minutes and 35 seconds, according to mm-hmm. what I'm looking at here. But, uh, but it is even, it is, as you said, very stripped down, even by their standards. Yeah. I feel like it does get to the point where there, it, it it's filled out. It's not like, it's not like, uh, Everything's an acoustic there. album. Yeah, there's a lot of like little subtle sounds throughout that, and the it's it sounds very well produced. The problem is that um, it's just not interesting. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't feel. There's nothing. There's nothing there that hooks me. There's no. There's no payoff. There's mm-hmm. like very few moments on this album that really excited me. Um, They're all songs, almost all of them are songs that I was questioning why they chose to put that on the album. Yeah. Usually, with like even a great album, there might be a couple songs you're thinking like, oh, this is the one, this is my skippable one. This is the one that, I don't know, you know, maybe it's a filler, maybe they, like, this was just one that they tossed on there to, you know, in passing or something. Yeah. There's like eight of those on this album for me. <laughs> yeah. And all this being said, I do think like just based on what Wilco's been releasing lately, I do like this direction for mm-hmm. them because Schmilko and Star Wars, the last like two or three albums have been like, it feels like they've been trying to do something a little bit more um, like distilled, will, like like dumbing down their sound a little mm-hmm. bit. This doesn't feel dumbed down mm-hmm. more. It feels like, more of a personal, possibly intimate album, which I do yeah. think is like a direction they should definitely go in. I just wish that they made it. I wish there was more hunger on this album. It, it it feels like a band that's just like we're already here. Let's just do another one. You know, it's just like they're they're trying new things, but it's like new in the last ten years. It's not like mm-hmm. it's not like they've never done stuff like this before. Yeah. It it feels kind of like a whatever album to me. Like, like yeah. they were kind of just like, oh, let's just put it out there. Like, well, their last like four albums have been like that. For yeah, me. I see. I thought differently of Star Wars, but I think it's because, and I think I talked about this on the um, Jeff Tweedy episode. The album Star Wars, a few of the songs on there, I would use as alarms on my phone. It's a little more upbeat. I mean, it's up. It's a lot. Yeah, more upbeat. it's kind of weird but some of the songs have like these this weird kind of sleepy feel to it so now every time i hear them i'm just it just i associate it with being half asleep in the morning and it's just dark out <laughs> all right <laughs> just like oh i feel weird listening to this being awake so you kind of ruined um, it for yourself a, a little bit but not not like in a in a bad way necessarily i got that album for free it was yeah. on itunes for free for a while they released and, it for, for free yeah yeah and I liked it. I thought it was pretty good, and I keep I keep meaning to go back to it and listen to it because I enjoyed it. I might give that um, album a second shake. I just don't remember. It, that's an album that it was like this in that while it was on, I was like, all right. And then when it was mm-hmm. gone, I was like, whatever. Yeah, I would like to see them go back to something more upbeat and something more kind of rocking, I guess. I'm like afraid of them to go more upbeat, though, because... It it feels like when they go a beat, it's like they're close to having, they're they're kind of, they've reached a point where they have a Wilco sound mm-hmm. that is like derivative of what they used to do. Mm. So if they go a beat, it's like okay, let's just do what we're used to doing, and you know I got this chorus that 
I, I don't know. It doesn't feel like a band that has any problems anymore. They just kind of, they, the hunger is gone, um, that, which is why <laughs> I kind of like this approach because mm-hmm. I, I liked Warm a lot, I, and that was a very personal album. It felt like Jeff Tweedy was kind of uh, letting out some of his inner mm-hmm. demons and struggles and stuff, and and you can hear that in the lyrics, and you could hear that in, in the interviews and stuff. And uh, this album... Just whenever Wilco gets together, it just feels like business as usual. Like they just, yeah, they just like they have three or four approaches to writing music that they just redo. Yeah, like the most exciting moments on this album sound like worse versions of stuff that's already happened to me. Yeah, I think they need to find, they need to switch it up at this mm-hmm. point. And I think they were trying to with this album, but they didn't. They didn't reach far enough. Mm-hmm. It was like. The intention was good, like strip it down. Let's just fill fill in with everybody separately. Like the, I'm sure that the recording of this album was a completely different experience, but they need to push that a lot further because mm-hmm. the the most exciting Wilco albums were ones where they completely surprised me. Where going from Summer Teeth to Yankee Hotel Foxtrot was a huge jump. Going from Yankee Hotel Foxtrot to um, Ghost Is Born was like a, another surprise, mm-hmm. maybe less so, but. It's still a great album. Going from like uh, a Ghost Is Born to Sky Blue Sky was a huge jump, and that was like at that time they were full of surprises, and every song kind of had a little bit that they were bringing to the table. Now there's yeah. a lot of filler, so it's disappointing. And but all that being said, like I still like Woko. It's not like they're releasing yeah. terrible albums that make me mad. It's just like, just come on, guys, just like <laughs> do something interesting. Like yeah. surprise me a little bit. You know, it's just at uh, this point, they could just release anything in coast based on their touring. I'm sure that they'll just get because they they I'm sure they get like bank from there. Yeah. Just just from going through the motions, they're still getting like sustainable checks. Yeah. Uh, And I I can't hate on that. I'm sure that that at this stage in all their lives, they kind of just want that that check. But it would just be nice to have them release stuff that wasn't so boring <laughs> it would just be nice yeah uh, because like, like they're struggling to maintain the passion almost yeah well they're 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 obviously coming from different like stage they're at a different stage in their lives and professional lives now i mean uh jeff tweedy's touring comedy festivals and stuff now like yeah and it's it's wilco has kind of become this like it, it's it's become a completely different entity where it used to be just kind of like a challenging artistic country rock like bohemoth now it's more of like uh they're wilco it's just like oh another wilco oh it's, yeah you know um it's just it's a little bit disappointing uh, yeah it could be a stepping stone to something great though you know it yeah could be. i like the direction like i said like if yeah. they just continue this and, and maybe do something with like stronger songwriting um yeah but and maybe this was just an album like i didn't know it was coming out till you told me yeah. Oh, I yeah. They just dropped it. I didn't know about yeah. it either. And I, so it could just be an album that they just wrote these songs and maybe they don't feel much about them, but they're like, oh, these are okay songs. Let's just put it out. But when was the last time you heard about a Wilco album before it came out? Because I feel like... For, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> for me, it's been like that for a while. They just mm. like drop them. They just but, drop them? Yeah. They don't hype them up? I don't, I don't get it. I mean, I don't see the hype. They just put them out. Um, hmm. and I'm oh cool and Wilco albums I didn't know that and yeah. 
I remember when Star Wars came out, I was just like, is this an actual album? It just felt like so, yeah. so just like out of the blue, inconsequential, like, oh, here's an album. My thought was, how did they get away with just calling it Star Wars? Yeah. <laughs> Straight up Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it was the cover because it's just a picture of a cat. Uh, he goes into that um, in his book. I, I just forgot what it says. Mm. I, start, I started reading his book and then stopped uh, a couple months <laughs> ago. Uh, anyway. That sounds about right for you. <laughs> yeah, that's not his fault. That's just me. It seemed like a pretty pretty awesome book, actually. Do you have any uh, highlights from the album? Yeah, I do. Uh, I think for me, number one um, was, I believe it was We Were Lucky. You know what? This was my number one as well. You know why? Why? Because of the guitar. They got Nels on the freaking soloing and stuff. Uh, that was part of it, but I feel like it just had more of a... Uh, I think it was kind of just the darker feel behind it. Yeah. Just that kind of driving, like... This felt like a loose fur song to me, actually. Uh, there's a... I think Rec Room was another song exactly like this. Uh, but just like, yeah, this tone... When Wilco gets challenging like this, it's definitely a lot... <clears throat> a lot more... Uh, satisfying yeah that was your that was your pick too yeah this is also my did you have any other ones uh yes let me run down the track listing real quick actually we have bright leaves before us one and a half stars quiet amplifier everyone hides white wooden cross citizens we were lucky love is everywhere in parentheses beware hold me anyway and an empty corner uh my other pick was hold me anyway Oh, okay. Um, I thought this one was a cool song. It's this song still, was cool, too. Yeah. yeah. Didn't they go into, like, a cool guitar thing at the end of this? I think, yes, they did. Mm. This one's got a, uh, so I'll let this simmer for a minute here. This is uh, kind of the, the standard feel of the tune. Yeah. But um, this album did get better it didn't it starts off like nothing and then it gets a little bit better yeah there's a little yeah the second half of it i think it kind of opens up and there's moments that are cool in each song but i feel like you could say that about anything and this i don't care for this at all you know like this yeah yeah it's kind of it's a little beatlesy almost yeah it also just kind of feels like generic Mm mm-hmm but this yeah, part's cool. When the guitar comes in, yeah. Yeah. And they start layering these guitar harmonies that sound really good. I love the end of this song, yeah. And it make, it reminds me of something that I could not put my finger on. Hmm. What? It's like classic rock. Kind of, but something specific. I don't know. Yeah. If anybody has an opinion on what this song, Hold Me Anyway by Wilco, reminds you of, you know, tweet at us. Yeah. <laughs> at Ear Buddies. At Ear Buddies Pod. Find us. We're Find on us. the socials. Ear Buddies yeah. Pod everywhere. We're out there. Ear Buddies Pod on everything. Gmail, Instagram, Twitter. I do have one more. Uh, one more. Uh, for oh, me. you do, do you? Yeah. For me, the uh, my set, my runner-up was uh, Everyone Hides. So this one was all right. This felt like 
intensely Wilco to me right yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, it's like this is like okay. It's the second best on one of their worst albums. Like, okay, <laughs> first step in writing a Wilco song, this guitar line right here. I like the. I think this had one of the strongest choruses, though. Be- yeah, no, it's not bad. I'm not. It's just like you put this on, and immediately it's like, oh yeah, this is definitely. Like, oh yeah. No mistaking it. This part here. Yeah. Yeah, the back. Some of the ambient guitar work was fantastic. I think that was my favorite. Uh, stuff on the whole album i think that comes from the approach the songwriting approach if what i've heard from this album is true uh that it was just two the two members and then everyone kind of filled it in i think Mm -hmm. that approach kind of lended itself to just more ambience more just kind of some treatments yeah um which is cool i think that 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 is something to say about this album the approach is different which you know good yeah yeah (laughs) just like keep keep doing stuff like that but do it better so uh I think that wraps up all of my thoughts on this album. It's a very whatever album yeah. uh, from one of my favorite bands. So <laughs> uh, that being said, I don't hate it. I just like wish I liked it yeah. more. Do you recommend this album? Um, for for free, yeah. If uh, if you if you feel like streaming it, mm. I wouldn't recommend buying it. I think that. Um, it's not worth going out of your way to listen to it. Yeah, I don't recommend it. There are other things I would recommend from Wilco mm-hmm. over this. Oh, yeah. Like and, six uh, other albums before this, at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, like, it's not bad. It's just, eh, doesn't do it. Yeah, just it's just another another Wilco album until they until they find that, the, if they, until they settle into... Uh, you know, a new sound that is exciting. I, I'm just going to, I'm going to have that feeling coming into Wilco. Now, right. every time there's a Wilco album out now, I just sort of, it's not like a, it's not like a, it, it used to be like a big event in my brain, but now it's like, all right, I'll get to it when I feel like it, you know? Yeah. I'll get to it, but it's just not, not exciting anymore, which is uh, yeah. a real shame because it's a band that I've seen a few times that kind of holds a real special place in my heart. I've kind of grown up listening to them. Right. Um, but their whole their whole legacy is just like getting real. <laughs> so one of those bands, like if they broke up maybe 2010 and I would have been really upset, but it probably would have been to their benefit in my brain mm. where I would have held them in like a huge, hugely... It would have been like it would have been, would have been one of those like okay well they went out with the bang but now yeah. they're just kind of like fizzling out it feels like so yeah um yeah listen to warm warm was good uh, Jeff Tweedy's solo album I'm I want to revisit that I I was kind of lukewarm on that one as well but lukewarm I, yeah but hey I mean compared to what else Wilco has been putting out lately it was an exciting album to me I think I was more excited about it than I was. Yeah, the last couple Wilco things. I think it had stronger songwriting than this, mm-hmm. uh, at, uh, like hundred percent. Um, so, no. Um, what do you rate this? What are you going to rate this out of? Uh, ooh, good, good question. Um, the scale for this, let's do uh, glasses of milk. Glasses of milk. Yeah. No warm, reason. warm glasses of milk. Yeah, because this album is uh, 
is like a warm glass of plain milk. How, uh, how many crowd surfers are you going to give this one? Yeah, let's let's do that. Uh, almost contextual. <laughs> crowd surfers? Crowd surfers holding warm glasses of milk. They're about to spill it on you. Ooh. Um, uh, ten, 10 crowd surfers holding glasses of milk pass by you and almost kick you in the face. How many of them succeed in not spilling the milk on you? All right. Uh, I'm going to go five and a half. So the the sixth one gets up and spills half the glass on me and, and then gets cut in half. <laughs> and then he gets cut in half? <laughs> in some freak accident. Jesus. Uh, yeah, I'm going five and a half. I, uh, right on. I was thinking six, but realistically, I'm never going to put this on again. So... Mm-hmm. Just based on my experience with the other Wilco albums where it's just kind of, they they go in one year and come out the other. It's just uh, no lasting impression, real, yeah. really. So um, I am going to give this 4.5. Okay. Uh, a little harsher than me. Crowd surfers. Yeah, I wanted to go higher, but it just, you know, the song We Were Lucky, that might creep its way into a, a playlist. That's I'll a make, good. That's, that's legitimately cool good. I think that's one of the best uh, it's a ones head, I've heard it's in a, a while. Head bobber for sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's four crowd surfers that go over my head, and uh, you know they don't spill anything on me successfully. That fifth one spills like half the glass on me, and the rest of them just dump their whole glass of milk on me in passing. <laughs> so yeah. Those first four, man. What uh, what degree right. burn do you give this album from the milk? <laughs> oh, milk burns. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, which which one's good? What's more embarrassing, uh, getting third degree burns from warm milk or from chili? Warm milk. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> uh, I think it's a toss up. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a thinker. Yeah. Hmm. I gotta think of a, a real story to. If this becomes a permanent mark on my hand, um, tell, right. tell us what you think. Tell us which one's more embarrassing, listeners. Yeah, hashtag uh, burns from milk or burns from chili. Third degree liquids. <laughs> hashtag third degree liquids. There we are. Well, let's move on to our second one, shall we? Yeah, the second album we're talking about today is from Danny Brown. Danny Brown. Danny Brown. Daniel Brown. Uh, the name of the album is, you know what I'm saying, with an upside down question mark, and it's all one word, and you is the letter U. Actually, hold on a second. This is a fucked up title. You know what I'm saying, and know and what are blended into one word. It's all one word. Wow. I didn't realize how crazy. crazy this was spelled. Yeah. yeah. I, I like the album cover, too. It's just like him peeking through this well. weird he's, color palette. So Three heads. He... he <laughs> He's kind of goofy and it cracks me up. Yeah. He, uh, I think it's his, the main page of his Spotify is him in like this ratty suit that's kind of torn up and he's just got this goofy ass expression on his face. Mm-hmm. He's playing up uh, a weird image for this album. That's a little bit different. Is it? Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of uh, like pictures of him that I've seen He's like kind of being goofy a little bit. He's, I mean, he's always been goofy. Always been goofy. I like that though. But this is like, like a different brand. Now. He's like having fun. Like he's taking it seriously, but he's not being like over serious. He's yeah. not. No, he's always been goofy. Actually, uh, something that you probably don't know because 
you're kind of a casual Danny Brown listener, right? Yeah, I hated him at first. My first exposure to him was on Run the Jewels 3. Oh. He's featured on one of their songs, and his voice annoyed the fuck out of me. He's got one of the most unique voice deliveries in, in rap and yeah. hip-hop. So that kind of like shooed me away, and I tried to sample some of his stuff, and I didn't like it until I heard the song Ain't It Funny. Mm. Which, uh, do you mind Off if I... Atrocity Expedition? Yeah. Ex- exposition? you mind if I play a little sample of that? Do it, yeah. For some reason, this beat Exhibition. was like the craziest thing I'd ever heard. <laughs> this is... Uh... Not like crazy wild, but it was just so unorthodox. I'm like, this sounds weird. What is this? Yeah. And then he comes in, and I'm like... When I first listened to it, I'm like, oh yeah, his voice is annoying. But I just kept the song playing, and I'm like... This is great. Danny Brown is incredible. I, he's one of my favorite rappers right now. Mm. Um, he's got this like weird clown voice that he does, and yeah. then he goes from that to like a real like rough rap voice. Like he he goes between voices. Um, and what I was gonna say about him was something that you you probably don't know is that he uh, he almost was in G Unit. Really? He yeah, he was he was set I think he was hanging out with 50 Cent and stuff and um it, or this was early in, earlier in his career. He uh he did his first album with uh, Tony Yayo who was a member of G Unit and I think that 50 almost signed him but then um didn't like how he dressed. <laughs> Cuz he wore his pa- his pants were too tight. That's what that's what uh that's what they said. <laughs> Jesus. That's uh, the reasoning? Well, I I mean, if you look at how he dressed back then, he had like the like an emo haircut with like skin tight pants. Not it wasn't a G Unit style. Oh, so his image is way different now. And G, <laughs> part of G Unit was like like baggy. They had their own clothing line. Huh. Um. But so it, it's kind of it's kind of funny. Um. But he he's never compromised in that way. And uh, the first time that I heard Danny Brown was on his uh, mixtape from 2000 i think it's 2012 but i can't i can't see it right now because my phone's freaking out but uh triple <laughs> x which ah. i think that was that is still one of my favorite probably it's my favorite mixtape of at all time i don't even know what qualifies as a mixtape though because around that time it was like i felt like it was like the golden age of rap mixtapes where they were just releasing free albums basically mm-hmm. like there's a lot of that was like uh he was he was getting he released that, and then he started hanging out with LP a lot, and um, that whole that whole click was releasing some cool stuff, like uh, Himanshu from uh, Das Racist had a cool album at that time. They had this guy named Mister Motherfucking Exquire, uh, <laughs> and awesome. uh, also like there's just some good mixtapes around that time. But but yeah, that so that Triple uh, X was like I still listen to that, and it's. Um, and then he released Old, I think was his second album. Which, that was his second album? Well, his third. He 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 had the hybrid was his first, and then Triple X was I don't know what's an album and what's a mixtape. Because I think the hybrid and triple X were technically mixtapes. I guess his first like label album was maybe old. Um and I felt like that album was kind of whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Atrocity Expedition uh, Ex- Exhibition came out. That album is amazing. 
That album's crazy. Yeah. I feel like with Danny Brown, he's kind of on this thing now where there's a pattern that I've noticed where it's just like incredible. He sounds like hungry. He sounds like really hyped. And then there's another album that's just like, all right, this is fine. This is good. <laughs> and then so so it was like Triple X was Im- amazing. Cre- mm-hmm. Incredible album. Old. All right. It was fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Atrocity Exhibition. Wow, he's real. He's done it again. Yeah, <laughs> and then you know what I'm saying, and it's like, okay, I like yeah. it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, uh, kind of a, a an ebb and flow. Yeah, um, and that's not to say that I I dislike this album, but um, I don't think that it holds a candle to Atrocity Exhibition at all. Right, it's not on the same. It's not on the same caliber. Atrocity Exhibition was like an artistic statement. It was like a very abstract hip-hop album for the time mm-hmm. that had a lot of really interesting... It was like it was like a drug trip. The whole album was like this very... It was very abstract. It was like taking you through this the brain of some junky, yeah. drug-addicted freak, you know? And it was like a really dark... It had, its, had a theme. Uh, this album is kind of... Uh, just kind of uh, coherent. Like there's like stuff, it all goes together. I was back and forth on that actually. Coherent, I didn't think it was very cohesive. Cohesive is what I meant, yeah. Ah, I didn't think it was. That's the word I uh, meant to say. (laughs) Cohesive. It's a bit of a mixed bag and it's executive produced by uh, Q-Tip from A Tribe Called Quest. Q-Tip. He's like... He's a legend, so watch watch your mouth, man. But uh, well, I like his name, so <laughs> yeah. So it, it had the same. Day. It had the same producer, and this another thing about this album that caught my eye immediately before I even listened to it was it's on Warp Records, mm-hmm. which uh, is ridiculous to me. You get so Warp Records up until very recently was like Aphex Twin, Square Pusher, like all of these. And like I, they call it IDM, intelligent dance music. Like all these huh. weird electronic artists, Some weird shit. Yeah. Um. And then they released the first time I noticed it was they diversified. Um. They released Grizzly Bear. Was the, oh. And then uh, yeah, Grizzly Bear was on that label. Battles was on that label. And they've started to release different stuff. But I'd never would have imagined Danny Brown on Warp Records. Mm. Like I grew up kind of like. Warp Records for me when I was in high school was like, I need to consume everything on this label because it, it all had like the same, <laughs> it all had the same uh, style. But now it, it doesn't. I mean, it's just like a, now it's like, okay, we, it's like a seal of approval type of thing. Mm-hmm. But anyway, what do you think of this album? You know, I was also kind of lukewarm on this album. Yeah. But comparatively speaking, I think I'm more likely to return to this than I am the other Wilco album. I'm I'm with that sentiment 100%. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let me run down the track listing on this one real quick. Change Up, Theme Song, Dirty Laundry, Three Tears with a Z, featuring Run the Jewels, Belly of the Beast, featuring Obang Jayar. Am I pronouncing that right? I have no idea. Obang Jayar, Savage Nomad, Best Life, you know what I'm saying, also featuring Obang Jayar, Negro Spiritual, featuring JPEG Mafia. Shine, featuring Blood Orange and Combat. 
This is a very short album. It's a... It is. It's only 33 minutes. Yeah. Very, very short. I I liked the production on this album. I don't know about mm-hmm. you. I thought that um, it just felt a lot more low energy to me. Yeah. I think that for me, that was that was the that was the thing that kind of was like okay well it's good but some of it feels a little rambly mm. that i didn't really like mm-hmm. um and that's where it kind of lost some of its cohesiveness to me but it does get weird in a way that i yeah. enjoy yeah he's his stuff just something about it feels very unorthodox to me. He's a he's a freak. <laughs> he has his own show now, by the way. Have, he does. Have you see any of this? It's uh-uh. on uh, it's on Vice, so you can't really watch full oh. episodes. But if you go on YouTube, he has like this weird. It's like I think it's called Danny's House, and it's like this. What does his speaking voice sound like? Pretty similar to his rapping Pretty voice. Sim- <laughs> uh, at least on the show, I think Good. that he might play it up a little bit. But mm. um, yeah, he's a. He's a very unique individual, but also like he's not, he's not a walking cartoon character. Like he's, he's, he's got like, he's got an edge to him. That's like, uh, Mm -hmm. like he grew up in Detroit. Like he's, he grew up in like some rough doing, doing some rough stuff. And like, Mm -hmm. you can hear that on triple X where he's talking about like scrapping. It's called scrap or die where he's like scrapping copper from, from houses and like, Jesus, just like, I don't know. He talks about Detroit a lot in that album and, and kind of paints a, a pretty grim picture. I mean, it's a pretty, mm-hmm. pretty crazy area, but he's kind of lost that a little bit for me. Uh, on this album, he's it's it's similar to Wilco in that I feel like he's found his niche and he's not as mm-hmm. hungry. On the Trosty exhibition, he still sounded like he had something to prove. But this one just feels like another album maybe mm. for me. Uh, so the next one after this... Yeah. It might be a fucking banger. It might be a banger. I mean, he's getting, he's probably like 40 now. Uh, I don't know. He was 30 in 2012. So he's 37 ish. Yeah. So, I mean, he's like, he's, he's, he's earned his right to release yeah. albums like this, but I feel like I'm rambling. I don't know if you have any, anything else to add. No. Okay. Go, go for it. Um, We could talk about the, the, the guest spots on this album. I thought that the guests were added a nice little flavor. Um, yeah. I kind of wanted to bring up Belly of the Beast. This is a weird song. Did you yeah. look at the lyrics for this? I didn't look into the lyrics for much of this album at all. I did, and I don't know what to make of them entirely. <laughs> I, I don't think it was this, was this song, but the one that st- stood out to me was... Uh, Hose on my dick because I look like Roy Orbison. Yes. <laughs> Is that this song? Yep. Yeah. Maniac off Zanny Bars, Sack Like Santa Claus. Bitch like a leech on my scrotum. Like, I don't... <laughs> Yeah. I'm not sure what he's trying to say with these lyrics. Piss in the same sink you wash dishes dishes with. Yeah. There it is. I remember, yeah. <laughs> 
four. I had threesome with four fours. I called it a twelve. Yeah. <laughs> I do like the guest yeah. spot on this song. Very raspy, and that's all he does. He does that twice. Yeah. That's his whole guest spot. But it sounds cool though. But the um, the weird uh, those tones in the background are just very kind of dreamy. I like it. I like the production. It's on cool. This album yeah. Overall. Yeah. But this song, I thought this was a, I thought this was a really interesting song. I'm still trying to kind of wrap my head around some of the lyrics. Um, I just I don't I like I said I just don't understand exactly yeah what he's trying to say with them. <laughs> yeah, he's there's uh, something there. He's but, got his own style now. Yeah, I think, um, those are those are some Danny lines. Stone Temple Pilot crashed into the wall while listening to Wu Tang and rubbing on his balls. <laughs> I remember that, yeah. I don't I don't understand what that's supposed to <laughs> yeah. mean. I remember hearing that too and just like maybe I'm missing something, but um Yeah. Uh what do you think you're a fan of Run the Jewels? What'd you think of Three Tears? Produced by JPEG Mafia too, which is uh I like that Danny and JPEG Mafia are working together. I wasn't thrilled with it. Really? Yeah, it um I guess it wasn't bad. It just didn't really hold my attention that much. I didn't like the way it flowed. Mm. This is one of my standouts. Really? Yeah. It wasn't like when, when in the past, when Danny and uh, LP have been on a track together, it's been a lot more hype, hyped mm-hmm. up for me. Like this is kind of uh, a lower tier as far as that goes. But yeah, I do like hearing them all together. I liked um, it more the more I listened to it. But it, yeah, I, um, I, I was excited when I saw that Run the Jewels were going to be on here, but. Uh, yeah, it just kind of fell short for me. I could see you saying that, and I, I, I understand that. Um, yeah, it isn't like as far as like you see that on paper, like Run the Jewels, Danny Brown, JPEG Mafia. As soon as I saw that, I was like hyped up. I was like, mm-hmm. Yeah, this is gonna be great. And then I heard it, and it was like, Okay, this is good. Like, yeah, like oh, okay. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. It, it's just. Good production, weird lyrics that I liked, uh, but mm-hmm. overall, kind of, um, yeah, it was fine. Like, yeah, I, it's fine. It wasn't like a, it wasn't when I first heard Atrocity Ex- Exhibition. It was like, wow, this is this is crazy. Like, I didn't expect this. This yeah. album, it's like, all right. I mean, I've I've heard this side of him before, and. It just, uh, he seems a little bit more comfortable on this album. Um, can, I know we're not talking about, but can I play one more song off of Atrocity Exhibition? Yeah, I mean, it'd be good to get context, too. Just, this song is called Today. This song, the beat is so just groovy to me, like... Mm-hmm. It's just so good. <laughs> this album is... Like I said, on a different, a different level. I mean, you can't. You, yeah. I, I honestly, you can't compare these two albums. I've yet to fully blast through this album because I kind of just keep skipping to the songs that I like. Oh yeah. Or that I know I like. Yeah. But this, like, just the, uh, the shaker in there, man. It just. Have you heard Triple uh, X? I have not. You should listen to it. I will listen to it. I'm gonna play you a little bit of Triple X here. That's <laughs> all. Outcast, yeah. Is it really? Yeah. It's from Bob. Oh, shoot. 
<laughs> this right here. Yeah. Yeah, see, I just, this right here just gets stuck in my head. It's, I've been walking around the house just saying that lately. One thing that uh, that reminded me of is uh, Killer Mike references um, a song in Three Tears uh, when he says, I'm a pimp of my own rhyme. That that kind of like hyped me up because that, that's from uh, 8 Ball and MJG. It's like, mm. I'm a pimp in my own fucking rhyme. Pimp <laughs> in my own fucking rhyme. Yes, I, it's uh, kind of awesome. I, I heard that. And it was 30. It was triple X. A little Easter egg for you. Yeah. First Danny what's Brown. he say? What's that? What's that phrase that he says? Does he say check? I think so. He I says can't tell check that. and style. That's like style. <laughs> Rip my set like Squidward and his clarinet. What the fuck, man? He's <laughs> sitting on Chrome. <laughs> sitting on Chrome. Just got paid. It's yeah. Friday night sitting on Crone. I'm feeling He's all right. so weird, but I like it. <laughs> I uh I, I will listen to that album at mo- like on a monthly basis on average. Like there there'll mm. be months where I'll just be like playing that still. Yeah. Since it came out. Um anyway. So this album will not be like that for me. Yeah. Um do you have any uh standouts aside from anything we've talked about? I do, and I'm gonna sound like a real basic bitch for this one, but shine. I enjoyed. That's um, one of mine. Yeah. And I think because it was a little more. Actually, it's not one of mine. A little more. Ref- uh, Take it back. No, it was. <laughs> no. I, there was something I wanted to say about this song, though. Go ahead. I could just feel it a little more. It was a little more uniform. It was a little more, like, straightforward, which is why I sound very basic saying that. It just. I don't think that's basic. And I'm talking, like, like with his phrasing. It just it fits more. It's this is more cohesive to me, and this is what I enjoyed. I liked uh, the line. I think it's in this song. Is uh, street street like contra no cheat code. No che- <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Anyway. But uh, yeah, this song here, the song shine. This is I enjoyed this. Okay. This was not not on my list. Well, fuck you then. Any other ones? No. Uh, just those two. Yeah. What was the other one? Belly of the Beast. Oh, okay. Uh, I guess that's more of an honorable mention. I didn't really have any picks for this one. Oh, really? Yeah. What about... Uh, Ch- what about Change Up was cool. Would you... Okay, th- you didn't like this song? This was the, the first single that came out, Dirty Laundry. Uh, I think it just didn't really... I like I mean, when it the, was fine. I like just... when the drums come in a lot. This is one of the best songs. This is probably the best song on the album for me. Okay. This is, that was definitely my pick. And then... Yeah. Uh, like, it was fine. It just... It, it wasn't one of my... Another another pick for me was uh, Best Life. I didn't like this one. You didn't like this one? No. I like the I like the production on this one. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't... This might have been kind of lower on the album for me. All right. This was... This would this would be my skippable. Huh, I love the production on this song. Mm. Uh, okay. Would. 
And then my last one was, uh, and I'm just, I'm just saying it because that's the name of the song, Negro Spiritual. Um, I liked, I liked this. I liked. Uh, I think it was JPEG Mafia came in and kind of did like a Pharrell type of thing. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Also, you probably don't know anything about JPEG Mafia, but um, he's he's a he's another weirdo. He's got. Is some, he? Yeah, yeah. He's the guy. I think out. I mentioned him on a previous episode because he uh, he he has a lot of samples and he samples um, Mortal Kombat in the song. Oh yeah, you told he's me about like, that. Smoke. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway. Yes, I definitely need to check that out. One thing I wanted to say about Shine. We got right to the part. This was something that we kind of argued about previously. This is a guy that sings over the top. Blood orange. I hate the singing. Yeah, that's part of it. My, yeah, I didn't like that. It reminded me too much of that. Um, what's that? Oh my god! Stop fucking lying. <laughs> uh. Except like. Obviously not that bad, but it just reminded me too much of that. It just didn't who, seem to really. Who are you fit. talking about? Um, I don't know. What's that song like? I don't know. Why you always lying? <laughs> I don't know. Stop fucking lying. I'm so fucking. No, that's not the one. Wow. <laughs> no, that's not the one. <laughs> I don't know the name of it. I don't know what it's called, but. It's. I think it's an actual song, but I think someone recorded like a fucked up version of it, and it's mm. that fucked up version that it reminds me of. Oh, okay. Um, what do you think yeah. of the uh, the title track? You know what? Actually, that one's definitely an honorable mention. That that might have been one of my picks. Actually, I like this about song. It. A lot. I thought this yeah. was cool. I love. I, I I do love really like the vibe on this album. It sounds like a video game soundtrack. It's, this beat here, yeah, yeah. This beat. It sounds like a racing game. The beats are like a lot more subtle in this album, but not less weird. It's still mm-hmm. really weird. Um, something that I did. I, I feel like Danny Brown always has a good ear for instrumentals. Mm-hmm. I don't think he ever produces, but he raps like on Triple X. He raps over. Uh, uh, this heat. Uh, I want to play. I want to play you some real quick. Uh, okay, here it is. This is a really obscure sample. I'll play the original. The intro, you mean? Yeah, the intro. I'm <laughs> a dick like a lasso. He samples this song for that. What song is this? This is uh this is called uh, Horizontal Hold by This Heat. It's like It's it's a really obscure song from Sounds like it was recorded in a garage with one microphone. Yeah, oh yeah, I mean it's it's like this band is like like a cult favorite. <laughs> but uh just just hearing that, I mean I I feel like he's got such an obscure ear for for samples mm-hmm. um, which is awesome yeah but he raps over this part coming up he raps over that like I'll play you this song one more time I can see that this is the Danny, Danny Brown, Brown version 
Oh yeah, it's like ripped straight up. Interesting. <laughs> it's like it's sped up a little Like who bit, heard that I'm song just... and thought, let's sample this for a yeah, rap. I can rap over this. <laughs> you softer than Flanders. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Danny Brown gets a gets gets some some heavy slaps for me. I, I um, yeah, props for creativity. Yeah, I don't. This album doesn't make me think any less of him. I just think that you know, like he's probably he's probably at a more comfortable spot in his life now, and um, I feel like maybe he had to prove a little bit after. After the, his his old, the old old wasn't super well received, and mm. then um, atrocity exhibition just like blew him out of the water. So we'll see where he goes goes from here. But uh, I I'm not mad about this album. I think it's I think it's good. I just don't I just don't think I'll put it on before any of his other yeah or at least before triple X or uh, atrocity. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's just um, when I listened through it, I was like, oh, nothing. Nothing excited me like today or um, ain't it funny did. So yeah, I guess maybe I just had my hopes a little high, and I'm relatively new to Danny Brown, so mm-hmm. you know I'm still kind of you know figuring things out, doing a little learning. That's fine. I'm a learning man. It's good to always be learning. That's right. What uh, do you do? You recommend this album? I do. I think I recommend this way before I would recommend uh, Ode to Joy. I agree with that, but I don't think I quite recommend this album. Oh, if you haven't heard Danny Brown, don't start with this album. Yeah. Or do start with this album because then you'll, yeah. there's only, it's only up from there. I mean, pretty much only up from there. There's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what are we going to rate this? We rate this out of, um, uh, wash cycles. Wash cycles. He talks about laundry. Let's see. The first line in Belly of the Beast is maniac off Zanny bars. How many, how many Zanny bars? bars? All right, yeah, let's do Zanny bars. All right, uh, how many Zanny bars are you going to give this? Uh, this one, I think I'm going to go six and a half. Six and a half? Yeah, I think it was a good album. I I did like the the production. I think that it wasn't completely. It wasn't him just like spinning his wheels, like trying to get money. I I feel like he hasn't compromised himself artistically. It just wasn't uh, something that excited me like his previous work. Gotcha. I'm going to give this. Five and a half Zany bars. All right, that's fair. Uh, along the same lines, yeah. We're like I just, uh, you're w- like one exactly yeah, one. We both went exactly one point. Yeah. Above our previous scores. Yeah. Yeah. Five five and a half Zany bars, and that second half I'll give to you, so you can eat that as your half a Zany bar. How exciting! I'm so excited. Look! Look at that, friends. <laughs> friends share Zany bars. Scott, you want to wrap this up? Yeah, get on out, out of here. here. Let's get out of here. Go do some whatever. Let's finish this these wrap snacks. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hmm. Um. 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 Wrap snacks. So this uh, episode was brought to you by wrap snacks. Um, hmm. As Migos would say, uh, dabbing is a lifestyle. It's on the back of the. Bag. Hopefully, we don't get in trouble for saying that. <laughs> Why? Because they didn't sponsor this episode. You're it, lying. I'm lying, but. I mean, if they want to, they can. Yeah. All right. Hit us up, Migos. Yeah. Or just, they have other, they have other ones too. I don't know who else, but. No, let's check it out. They have other flavors with other rappers. (laughs) Scott, anything you want to add? 
Uh, you know what? Like, um, make sure you're careful when you're when you're scooping out that chili. Um, it can happen in a blink of an eye. This is a PSA. This whole episode was a PSA. Just uh, chili's hot. You know, not not just <laughs> spicy. It, it can also be hot. I mean, if you're especially if you're getting it from that from that bowl, it's got a lid on it. Um, just be careful. You might get some permanent permanent scars, and then and then you're gonna have to explain your a really uninteresting story <laughs> through for your whole life. So, to, um, to people who ask about your injury, uh, well, I haven't really seen many people aside from you today. So, so what you're saying is, mind your chili splash. Yeah, mind your chili splash. Brought to you by your buddies. Brought to you by your buddies. Ooh, Scott, you and I cracked a deal that I'd like to bring up. Okay. Uh, we cracked a deal in which. You will go see Amon Marth with me. Right. Oh, if, yeah, yeah. If I go see Pyle and Daughters with you. Yeah. That's going to be that's gonna be cool. I think that's a cool trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> trilogy so, of events. So keep 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 a, an ear out for that. Yeah. We're going to be seeing a lot of shows in the yeah. next couple months. I decided to go see Amon Marth. That's, I think, their second to last show for this tour. They mm-hmm. opened it up with the Sacramento one that I went to. Listen to the, the Tool episode. I tell a story about... Uh, Getting a little screwed up at the Amon Marth show. It's a pretty good one. Yeah, yeah. I was dehydrated and and just things did not line up for me. So I want to go see him again and just abs- try and absorb it more. Yeah, because I didn't get quite as pu- you and I discussed this at the Delane show. Actually, we just we're seeing shows and sometimes you just you kind of struggle to get. Pu- I'll, I'll get pumped up listening to Amon Marth at work, and then when I saw the show, I was like, wow, I'm really I love this song, but I'm tired. I want to go home. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, depressing. It's part like, of... Why am I not getting excited for this right now? They're 20 feet in front of me. Yeah. But uh, anyway. I But I will say uh, I am very excited, not for that, but uh, for... <laughs> I mean, I'm not, not excited for a Monomarth. I just don't have any You're kind of like, oh, it might be cool. Might yeah. Be all right. I'll, it, it'll be fun. But uh, I'm still listening to the new Pile album, album of the year so far, Uh that album is incredible. I saw them in Reno. So seeing them in Sacramento, I don't even have to drive. It's just like, yeah, that's, that's amazing to me. Um, it's going to be a small, uh, venue too. It's, it's not even Harlow's. It's the upstairs. I think my level of enjoyment for pile and daughters is just a little bit above what yours is for Amana Marth. Mm -hmm. But I think it's, we're both on the same level of like, okay, yeah, I'll check out that show. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And I, I, I revisited, uh, um, the, the daughter's album too, the newest daughter's album and amazing. So it's just like, (laughs) yeah, that one's in San Francisco. So it's a bit more of a hassle, but, um, yeah, everything is a little bit more of a hassle in San Francisco, but, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be tight. So a good deal. Yep. That's a good, that's a good, that's a good, there might be some moshes at two of those shows. Yeah, I need to stay away. I could see, I could see there being moshes for daughters. Definitely for Amon Marth. Amon Marth will mosh. Yeah, they will. They mosh. will mosh hard. They, that'll they be, might mosh daughters too. That'll be a stinky crowd. So just yeah, you know, be prepared. But I've had bad luck with San Francisco crowds. Yeah, I kind of so, have to. So. so we'll see. We'll see. All right, everybody. We want to remind everyone out there to mind your chili splash, and don't forget to check your ditty miss. And with that, this has been your buddies. Hasta luego. This has been another installment of the Ear Buddies podcast.
Bye-bye now.